0: Oh,
1: the flag stays down. Oh. He's scored again. It's again.
2: It's job done
3: now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final Northern Ireland podcast of 2019. And myself, Adam Johnson, and Andy McComb.
4: Yeah, we've had some great questions. Uh, classic one-liners um interesting insights and then we've heard
3: stuff from guests as well over the year (laughs) so yeah we're going to go back through some of our best bits through the year with guests such as gareth mccauley Steve craigan Laurie sanchez michael o'neill and plenty more so let's get on with the best bits right now but to to be honest with you about the actual goal i
5: can remember the ball's coming in and i knew the defender was missing it i knew he was under it so i'm just thinking don't miss the target. Don't miss the target. And then there's a few seconds after that. Obviously I've headed it, I've seen it's gone in, and a few seconds after that I just can't remember anything. And then obviously I've slid in the corner and then I can remember not being able to breathe because all the lads are on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us could yeah. breathe there to be fair. I just yeah, it was it was it was amazing and it was brilliant that it happened and at that end of the ground. Um, with all our supporters close to it and and behind it and that there, so um, yeah, it's um, it's often makes me smile a little bit when I when I think about it.
3: And it's probably now one of our most iconic photos. You running away oh. from the goal, head looking up, rain coming down, arms stretched wide. Like that must be an image now that will live with you forever.
5: Uh, well, I've headed it that many footballs. I don't know what. To- <laughs> Around the corner for me, I might not remember it in a few years, but um, yeah, well, I mean, you see the pictures from it and that there, and it was the whole the whole thing with the rain and the uh, just quite theatrical, quite uh, quite dramatic. And um, I say, obviously, I can't remember a few seconds after it, but um, you know the, the the feeling after it and the feeling that the, the lads got and the. The dressing room and, and that when we got back in it was uh it was something that we were all really really sort of proud of not just the goal you know the performance um bosom again got a goal a goal as well obviously starting in the irish league as well and um and, and that uh that really set us up to to have a have a right goal at the rest of the tournament it
0: it, it was a big thing um but I felt I had a target on my back and it was a matter of waiting for me to fail. We were top of the group. It was a big error, not not pushing Fulham to stay, stay in charge, to see that period out, to see the qualifying period out one way or the other. Um, you know, especially as I had three of the players in my in my in my squad as well at the same time. Um, and it was, it was, it was horrendous watching and thinking what I would have done and what subsequently happened. And I mean, they came within the last game and not qualifying anyway. I think if I'd have been in charge, we'd have qualified then and there. Um, but the law of the Premier League, you know, we all worked work in the Premier League. I mean, that's, that's our goal. And when you get, you don't often get a chance at the Premier League. Uh, to be fair, I'd previously been offered a chance at the Premier League, but I'd have had to give up Northern Ireland. Um, but it was only to the end of the season. Someone, not that season, but someone did earlier, in fact it was that season, someone earlier had come to me and said, a club, Premier League side, and said, would you be prepared to manage the end of the season, we'd have to get up with Northern Ireland, and I said, no, I wouldn't. Um, so when Fulham said, you have to give it up, and there's a proper contract, the contracts and everything, it's a, t- it's a really, really tough one, but at the end of the day, we all work with the greatest respect to Northern Ireland, the Premier League, is the pinnacle of football as any manager, and you, if you're offered the chance, you've got to take the chance, and so I turned it down once, and I thought, I like Fulham, I like the club, I like the whole atmosphere of the place. I, I, had a, I had a clean board to do what I wanted to do. Um, I thought, I'm not going to get a better chance to move to a Premier League side, and, and so I took it. But yeah, I mean, obviously, as I said earlier, in hindsight, it didn't prove to be the best move. Um, and, and I should have done more to, to pursue staying in charge in all that because I could have quite easily done the job at the same time, quite easily done the job. But there were factors at both ends stopped me doing it.
3: How much are you going to miss having Gareth around um, for international trips?
6: Yeah, very much so. Um, I think people who know me and me know people who know me and people who know G know that we are very, very close. Um, the very first time I came into the squad was um, <laughs> South America, <laughs> South America away, and uh, I was still. What was I? I was a Cardiff fan. I, st- I think I was still like a YT. And it was one of the, the trips before. I think it was Nigel Worthington's trip, where none of the really the senior players went, but G ended up going, yes. and I was I yeah. So I was with um, an old girlfriend at the time, but I didn't have no credit on my phone, <laughs> and we were in South America. So I was like, who can I latch on to? So me and G managed to get quite tight. And I kept saying to him, gee, can I borrow your phone? Can I borrow your phone, please? He was like, what are you using it for? And I was like, look, it's nothing major. I just need to borrow it. And then I remember using it. And then after the trip, he phoned me. He was like, you racked up my phone bill. It cost me an absolute fortune. And I was like, well, how much is it? How much is it? And he remember me telling me, and I was like, I can't pay that back. <laughs> I can't pay that back. And ever since then, we've been pretty tight. And our, for me, our relationship's grown from, like, meeting like that, where we first became mates. And we would text every so often, and uh, like we would always be sharing banter and that type of stuff. And then he sort of moved to being like my big brother, where coming away here and all those types of things, and keep me in check, ask me what I'm doing, sort of leading me down the straight and narrow, and, and making sure I'm all right. To sort of like people think it's just really, really funny to say, like my, to me, like a father figure. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's he's put on. He's probably one of three. One or two or three proper positive male role models that I have, you know what I mean, coming from the background that I had. I didn't have a dad growing up, and just someone who I've been able to met, who I can relate to, and and just go forward, you know what I mean? And he's honest to me, you know what I mean? He doesn't blow smoke up my backside or doesn't give me that. He tells me when I ask him questions, he'll give me the honest answer, whether he knows I'm going to like it or not. And I speak to him on a daily basis, and it's not just about football. I'll talk to him about life. When a missus told me she was pregnant with my kids, I was on to him because he'd already had kids. I was like, gee, look, I need advice. So, you know, to me, he's family. He'll always be family and I'll always hold him in the highest regard and I wouldn't let anyone talk bad about him in front of me. So it looked
2: as if it was going to be Spain and Yugoslavia were going to go through. We couldn't say that we had to win the match. That was the only way we'd qualify. We had to win the match. And uh, the day before we were finished training, came, had our lunch, and then we were allowed to sit by the pool and sunbathe and swim for an hour. Before we went into uh, siesta. And then um, the boys were all around by the pool. And Martin, the captain, called everybody over and said, uh, Right, lads, he says, come on in. And he said, I've been thinking about the game. He said, You know what it's going to be like? The fans are going to get behind Spain. They're going to come at us. They're going to throw everything at us. Um, they're the host nation. He said, So we'll do what we're good at defend for the first 20, 25 minutes. And then gradually we'll get into the game and we'll get two, three, four chances. We only need to put one of them away, we'll stick one of them away, we'll beat them one now. He said, that's hard to go. I thought, that sounds good to me, you know. <laughs> but um, he never told me about Mal getting sent, oh, that was the other point he out. But, you know, the next day, it went exactly the same way. They put us under pressure, uh, dominated the game, and uh, Pat made a couple of great saves, the boy. Lopez Ufarte, the left winger, skipped past a couple and had a couple of shots, and Pat got down and made great saves. And then, uh, gradually we started getting, then because the fullback Gordillo used to push forward all the time Camacho was the captain he went right back and he pushed on as well and then um, we started getting a little bit of joy but it wasn't until the second half and um, three four minutes into the second half that we I intercepted the, bat, the pass from Gordillo and went on a run and um, a couple of Spaniards tried to kick me and I pushed it out the belly but slapped his way past 10 we he just him on the way past and got down the right hand side and I was going to get into the box and I thought he ain't going to get a good ball in the box but he can't cross his legs he's never quite crossed the way the edge of the box and he put in the best cross ever he put a fantastic cross in and of course uh, out came Argonada and he made a mistake coming for it because it was already uh, I think it was Alicenco was in the box and Camacho was there the two of them were there and they got me each other's way and he, he hit the hand of the ball and pushed it straight out to me and um, I came on to it, kept my head down and hammered it hard and low and it went through two sets of legs, The both players jumped, the goalkeeper spread himself and I think Camacho put his leg up the bracket and it went under Camacho's leg and under uh, Argonada's legs in the back of the net and that was the only chance we got and that was the goal.
4: 2019, seen some really, really funny moments uh, from a lot of our guests
3: and uh, I have to say our funniest question, I think, has definitely had to become the what is your favourite chippy in Northern Ireland?
4: Yeah, which introduced uh, the insult from Trevor Carson calling Stephen Craig and a big pasty, <laughs> which is a yep. personal favourite of mine. That's probably a highlight of 2019, yeah. So we have handpicked some of our funniest moments from across the podcast that you can watch now. Enjoy.
2: Hi.
3: It must be the double J Superheroes
4: or Dolby, super yeah, yeah. Yeah. A superhero. Double J. Superhero, yeah. It does
6: sound a bit like an Spider Man. Is he a superhero? Yeah. Oh, is yeah, he it's Spider-Man. It's a Spider-Man.
5: Hero, man. He is, man. Of course he is. Oh, he's a superhero, though. He's the only one would come to my mind. Spider-Man why
1: don't know. I don't know. That, I just know who Spider Man is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't want him, <laughs> I don't know him, obviously.
5: <laughs> I just know him. He doesn't know either. Spider Man.
4: What about you, Paul? man. Superman? man. Of course you want to fly,
1: like? What do you mean? I think everyone wants to fly. Yeah, i never, never seen Ever. <laughs> <laughs> really? Spiderman Is. is. I'm walking again down the tunnel, exhausted. Guido Buchwalds in front of me, he was standing in the centre of park uh, that night for Germany, he was standing there and waiting the hand over the shirt. So I went, really Guido? Take your full kit off. I want the full kit. So he was, and he was, he was laughing with I went, no, no, Peter, I am serious. You can have that, but I want the full German kit. Drop your kex, get your socks off, give me that. So we, and he did. He loved it. So he gave me the full kit and, it's, and then we're just high-fiving and all the rest I went, Yep, yeah, give me that. So I, I'm not sure I've still got it. Yeah, so that was a good one. So, have you got loads of full kits with all the shirts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better yeah. Reputation,
3: I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, after your header against Azerbaijan, we can expect maybe similar against Germany. Just front post flick.
4: Yeah, I'll be one of the best friends to Just All you do is just like every night, just send that clip of the nutmegs just to make all on his phone, just what's it to him. <laughs> Just like every night <laughs> for the next few months or whatever. And then uh, boom, you're in the team. Nah, as a, as a defender, I think I'm um, uh I need I need to get some steps on my defense or <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing.
7: <laughs> so, um music. Guilty music pleasures.
4: Don't know if I wanna admit this.
6: I'm a Beaver fan. I'm just gonna throw okay, right i Okay, I don't know if you want to I, I think that. Demi wins I this, this one. one. <laughs> <laughs> the one I, I used to love him, not gonna to lie. I used to be Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think like, yours would get into a B too, doesn't
1: it? I'm a bit busted like.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll spice up your life with the
7: Spice <laughs> Girls. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like, I like S Club 7, Busted, Bieber, Spice Girls, don't mind.
6: I think, I've got a, I think I've got a mixed uh, playlist on iTunes and all that. Do <laughs> <laughs> we listen to her voice or mic
2: voice? Why not. So I'd
6: just like to introduce you to uh,
4: Northern do you, Ireland. Do you not think I could work on the radio? I'm like yeah, Pete Snodden yeah. behind this, aren't
7: yeah, I? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Cool FM. <laughs> <laughs> Snap a soul <song> someday. <laughs> You've been Bamboozled. <laughs> You're tuning in to ninety seven point four Cool FM on the drive home. And
6: welcome to Kugel's Quiet. <laughs> and we are to ad break. Just sit back, relax, fade, and go fall asleep with red lights. Fade, fade,
7: fade, fade. <laughs> Good morning folks. You're on the air here with Simone Miguel taking you right through to lunchtime today. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> no seriously, where can I get my C V in for this? <laughs> Hello Steven. Warren McConnell here. If you could replace Chris Sutton with any other pundit, who would you tackle? If I could replace Chris Sutton with anybody <laughs> that <laughs> wouldn't really bother me. Um if I could replace one who who, who would I tackle? Oh We talking pundit across any turn. Yeah. Yeah, any, any, any any I can't just pundit. say uh, Honestly, that was. Uh, someone came and asked me a couple of weeks ago. What you know? What? Listen, I get asked all the time. It's it's. You think i have never ever played football before? People don't remember. Atta- <laughs> people don't remember attacking me. The world's most famous tackle. Yeah. Attack, yeah. You? With my clothes on. I guess. <laughs> uh, so they asked. Uh, guy said to me, "What was it like to do that?" <laughs> I says, "Well, see whatever you you know. However, you know, good you think it would be." He said, "Yeah." I says, "Double." <laughs> <laughs> It's that. <laughs> a tough one, I have to be honest, I'm
1: more a pizza man, if I, uh, oh. if, if I, on the very rare occasion that I would eat late at night, um, <laughs> yeah, on the way home, home to the hotel, I would have a, normally a pizza, so... What would be the big... pizza, like Domino's, are you talking, or...? No, um, I actually don't know the name of it, but there's a great little pizza place beside the Crown Bar. Right. Just oh, yeah, as you, little Italy? Yeah, I think, I think it, it is, is, it? As you're going just that round from sweet afternoon round to maybe getting yourself across the Europa <laughs> and you feel that you need a little <laughs> slice of pizza you so you before you go there, to sleep. Uh, so that, that would be uh, my uh, fast-food uh, venue of choice.
7: Growing up in, 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 uh, in the humbling background in, in Cumber, uh, we would always have had in a Saturday We would always have had fit, well, a fish and chip, but i had but a chip on a Saturday night. Mum Dad two brothers. I used, to always, I used to always want pasty. Pasty and chips. And you come over here in Scotland, a pasty is something completely different. It's not Aye. it's not something deep fried you get mm. out of there. They still do pasties back home. They do? They're not really
4: pink anymore, though. Uh, know.
7: Like. I, I haven't had one for. Cooked only three now? know, yeah. uh, I haven't had one. Yeah. I, used, I used to get one done at a it, which yeah. I got, was just, just a little bit meat. couldn't what it was, but it was just deep fat fried. and amazing. So that was the the, i was Tom Choice. I'm just sticking the fan pan and get on with it. So. I would have said uh, Chippy Shop would have been my choice. A nice little chip shop. Well, that's been away since 1994, so I, I can't even tell the last time I was in a chip shop in Northland. <laughs> so uh, I will say there used to be two in Cumber. One, Uncle Tom's in Cumber on Bridge Street. You know, was that Bridge Street? It was, and then there was High Fraser's, there was also another one. So that would have been our choice of chip oh, shops. Right. In, uh, in Cumber, so Harry Fraser's and Uncle Tom's. Anybody who's listening to this from Cumber will know back in the day, Uncle Tom's and Harry
4: Fraser's. Pasty from there was a, was a bit Pasty of a Pasty from there
7: was was the answer. That was it, In <laughs> If I was to treat
5: myself, go a bit further ahead. There's <laughs> one in uh, Dundonald called the Golden Chip. Outstanding, you'll never beat, beat a better. Fishing chips for me all the way. Three, three or four bits of bread and butter. Loads uh, of salt and vinegar. Jeez, three or four bits uh, of bread. Uh, Covered in red sauce. That's me, like that's That's proper. That's usually when I'm playing. Saturday night's our treat night, me and my missus and the kids and when it's my turn to pick it's usually if she picks it's pizza. But if it's my turn it'll be fish and chip like up the chippery. There's a wee place up in Motherwell called Pluto's, it's really, really good and when well, it's my turn to pack, it's fish and chips. I just love are you it. you getting uh,
3: it. fish and chips or are you getting something different? No, i getting it? fish and
5: chips. Fish and fish chips, you'll stick it, into yeah. the original. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You can't go to fish and chip shop and get get <laughs> battered sausage. Well, and St-
4: Stephen <laughs> was a he was a pasty man. Yeah,
5: <laughs> That's because he is a big pasty. <laughs> <craig. laughs> <laughs> I
1: have gone off you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> a cafe fish. Cafe? Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I think I'm a, that regular now I get Moby Dick and a plate it's unbelievable I absolutely love it brilliant so is that what you're getting every time I, I get it every time without feel just my face supper. it was the one thing I missed when I went in it wasn't the same it just wasn't the same at Liverpool in the reserves when I started in the reserves you had three choices after reserve I went on a game it was fishing chips chicken or chips, or pie and chips. That was, and that was back in the day. Mm. So, uh, I often went for fit, and it was horrendous. <laughs> horrendous, they can't make a fish supper. <laughs> <No way. laughs> so when I came home, straight. And because of where the, the location, uh, the offices were, definitely fish. over the class.
3: Loved it. His favorite chippy in Northern Ireland, if you have one, obviously. Donny's chippy.
6: There we go, straight. Bloomfield estate. So unbelievable. What, unbelievable unbelievable you ordered? what am i ordering goujon's goujon's supper with go. curry sauce oh Ooh, curry sauce it's out of this world i do what the funny thing about it is the chippy was out the back of my nan's and i used to blast the ball every time up against the side of the fish and chips up and he used to come out and shout at me and i never went away and the only way he got me away donny was give me a free chip you know <laughs> so he mean. left so i know what I was doing yeah but Donny's and Bloomfield Estate. If you're ever there or you're going past, stop in the Donny's. It's unbelievable. So the Northern Ireland
3: podcast for 2019 is finished. We've had a great time this year, and Andy, what has been your kind of your personal favourite?
4: My personal favourite. Uh, it's just been doing this podcast with you, Adam. You know, it's been a
3: blessing every single one of them. That's nice. I wish I could say the same. Anyway, it's been incredible to think that it started with Michael O'Neill right back in January and finished with Stuart Dallas there in November. So Andy, tell people how people can obviously listen back to our archive now.
4: Yeah, it's all just sitting there. You can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify and YouTube. If you just want to scroll through, you can listen to them all if you've missed one from across 2019.
3: So for one last time in 2019, we're going to have to finish with... Green and Wild!
4: We nailed that one, it's took us all year, but I I feel like we've nailed that.
3: See you you next year then. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you, mate.